Hello everyone on Instagram, we are live and Facebook Live is just running at the moment to help me do this. So Facebook Live is now on, Instagram and live on and uh, AI go go. So running on time actually for once, it's been a while since I've been on Instagram and also on Facebook Live at the same time. Hi Melina, thank you for joining us. I had a good chat earlier today. What we're talking today actually is about Ching and if you don't know who Ching is and you haven't seen what his progress was in the last say six, uh, so actually nine weeks working with myself, he was able to basically get as lean as 10% body fat. He was doing so good with everything that he's done. A lot of people were actually asking the question, what did you do or what did Ching eat or what does he have to do to get that lean? Without further ado, basically, I'm not going to delay anymore, but if you have any questions, feel free to ask and shoot. We're going to cover what we did with Ching and basically break down every single thing that we've done with him to help him get to the position that he was. Because if you haven't seen it already, I've been posting this stuff like mad and it's wildfire. He did so good and I'm incredibly proud of him because it's not an easy process. I'm speaking from experience, but also I see him on a very regular basis and hearing from him as well. He was having a good time with it and I tried to make sure we made it as as easy as possible for him but at the same time he just put so much work into making sure he was communicating he was asking the right questions he was reporting back to me and what I want to do for everyone out there who is uncertain especially if you're that type of person who's tried every single diet we want you to understand that we have the framework to be able to help you what I'm going to share with you is what we do with Ching and uh, I want you to know that this may not work for you because this is the specific thing that we did for him Now, what I'm going to say as well is I'm not a dietitian, so if you do have any um, medical history, you need to make sure you speak to your dietitian and also general practitioners as well. These are the good people to talk about your medical conditions. What I'm talking about is this in a very general aspect to help you be able to lose kilos, to be able to get in the best condition possible, even to a certain extent. We use this for sports performance as well. I've been helping a lot of people with powerlifting and weightlifting in the past. We want to get them to have as much energy as possible. And uh, I'm going to show you basically what we've done to be able to help Ching get to the best condition that he did at his first bodybuilding comp where he placed fourth. What is it that we're going to cover today? Well, first of all, I want you to understand this is not a diet. It wasn't keto. It wasn't a magic pill. And no, there was no magic shake. Okay. What we really want to do is we're going to go through the nitty gritty of all the things that we did. And if you get lost, that's absolutely fine. I'd rather give you too much information than too little. And then we can kind of dial it back if we need to as well. And if you want to know more, email me, message me, DM me right now. That's what exactly I am here for. So I'm just making sure I don't miss any comments as well, because on Facebook Live, on phone and Facebook Live for compared to computer, comments pop up in the most random places. So I'm going to make sure I'm going to keep my eyes nice and peeled. And also same with uh, people on Instagram Live. If you have any questions, feel free to ask me. That's what I'm here for. And if I don't know the question, I am actually not afraid to say I don't know and I'll find out for you and I'll message you later. So first of all, what we did with Ching was we made him understand what he needed to do in terms of communication. Now, I'm putting this first because it's actually so important. If we don't have communication, basically, what's the point of us having us do this? Because we can't go, hey, look, this is what you're going to do for 12 weeks and that's it. See you later in 12 weeks. That's not the process. What we did was we actually established communication to make sure he was messaging me at least once per week, reporting through how he felt, what he ate, how many macros he ate as well. So that's the first thing. Now, if you don't know what your macros are, we're going to actually go break through each of these things that we did. When I was working with Ching, 
Specifically, we're working at the 10-week mark. And I started with carbohydrates first because this is what I wanted to do with explaining it to you guys. And if you don't know what carbs and proteins and fats is, feel free to message me and I'll send you something so that it will help you out. So nine weeks out, we actually worked on 250 grams of carbohydrates. And what I mean by that is it's the 250 grams worth of carbohydrates to actually get him there. So we're not talking about 250 grams of bread. That's a lot of bread, but saying that it's not going to hit 250 grams of carbohydrate. Now, what we did with that was week nine, we gave him 250. Then after that, we actually started taping it down. You're seeing the pattern here. We go from 250. We did 200, see what happened. And this is the response that we needed to know. We needed to know exactly how did he feel. Because if he felt absolutely lethargic, we needed to work on that. If he was feeling completely energetic and his weight wasn't decreasing, but he was looking good, then we played to that. One of the biggest things is a lot of people think it's a complete, you need to eat this, 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 this. Unless it's specified, I reckon a lot of people need to understand what we need to do to get there. So if you're eating 250 grams of carbohydrates, make sure it's quality, not the 250 grams of sugar. That's not going to be ideal for you. We're looking at high quality carbohydrates in the form of, say, complex carbohydrates, but not saying that, not saying that you can't have things like a little bit of sugar. Because guess what? Fruit has sugar too. So when we jumped him down from 200 grams, we jumped him back down to 175, but we actually didn't go any lower than 175 grams, which I'm very thankful for. But we then also wanted to make sure he didn't feel too lethargic. So what we did was once per week, we would actually increase his carbohydrates to say 220 and then drop his fats and his proteins so that he could actually feel good to be feel replenished. So that's what we did with carbohydrates. We did a few uh, low carb days, so six days of 175 to 150. And then we did one big carb up day just leading up towards it. And he was looking good with that. Felt good. There's a few things to understand. Some people will be different from other people. So I've had to be as low as 150 grams when I was first doing this. And uh, I didn't feel so great. So saying that with him, he was able to stay as high as 175 leading up to it. And every gram does count, make a difference. And also it's based on how you feel. That's the things that he was reporting towards me. Now, protein, I want to talk about protein very, very briefly because it's pretty simple. I generally find a lot of people in the whole world tend to, by the way, tend to eat less protein than they actually need. Now, you may be having a lot of supplements in the form of, say, protein shakes. That's great. I, general rule, don't encourage too much protein shakes because it takes away from satiety. Uh, Having trouble with getting protein in, it could be a solution, but not until at least you try and eat some. So that's what we do with protein. The general rule was one gram per pound. Now, Ching, when he first worked with me, he was sitting around that 70 kilo. One gram per pound, he was looking around 130, maybe 140 pounds, uh, 140 grams. I gave him 155 to 150, just so that he could feel that little bit more difference in keeping fuller for longer. Once again, general rule, see how you feel and see how you present. A lot of people out there would say you need to eat 200 or 180. And this is what I really despise when I hear people trying new diets or trying new nutritional things. You must like the magic 800 or the magic 1200, the magic 100, 1500. None of that makes sense if you don't actually break it down. I get a lot of people say, I want to eat 1200 calories per day. I was like, great. But that doesn't make any difference unless we start to know how much of that 1200 
is actually being made of carbohydrates, protein, or fats. Because I'm not going to lie, if you're eating, say, 1,200 grams of carbohydrates, you're probably not recovering very well, you're not very feeling very well, you may not be actually getting enough recovery from in terms of your strength-based training as well. So be aware of that. We use protein purely for satiety, 1 gram per pound of body weight, 155 grams of protein. It was working good and we kept out that. I actually didn't change it all the way through for the 10 weeks because when you're changing protein, you're changing satiety as well, changing recovery. Already with too many variables, I like to keep it quite high. From there, we went went to fat. We started as high as 60 grams of fat and then we dropped it down to about 45. I try to be as sparing as possible with decreases on fats because it does mean essentially how boring your food is going to start being. And don't get me wrong, eventually food has to be a little bit boring when you're getting that lean. So we're going to start talking about what we can do and learn from this for the person who's not competing in such a sport like bodybuilding. But knowing that your food is going to get that lean, that boring, it means that you do have to prioritize and know where things are coming from. So typical sources, we're looking at eggs and peanut butters, oils and fats and meats. He wasn't really eating a lot out. So what I mean by that is basically at seven weeks out, no more takeout. It wasn't an option, it had to be grilled, it had to be steamed, it had to be whatever it might be. But what can we learn in terms of a person of an everyday, an everyday person is what I'm trying to say. We're looking at making sure we don't eat out too often. How often do you go out for food? Hi Dazza. Making sure we don't go out too often to eat food because you don't really know and understand how much fat is inside the food that you're eating. Now don't get me wrong, that's why we go out at times for convenience sake, but it's tasty as hell. And um, we need to make sure that we understand what we're consuming. A lot of preparation was in key. That was the breakdown for um, Ching and his carbohydrates, his proteins and his fats. But then we're going to start talking about actual things that he ate. So I was just speaking to him earlier. All of his carbohydrate sources were coming from complex carbohydrates to keep him fuller for longer. We say that because it's higher quality. Higher quality means you keep fuller for longer. You don't need to eat as often or you're snacking as much. So we're looking at your basmati rices, your brown rices as well. Those are always good to consume in terms of complex carbohydrates to keep you fuller for longer. And then closer to training sessions, and once again, you don't have to do this, but just understand what we're learning here. We started to eat more simple base carbohydrates closer to training sessions. So he was really enjoying things like breakfast bars, muesli bars, LCM bars, because you can still have those as long as it stays within the limits of the carbohydrate intake. Because let's put it this way, a dollar is still a dollar and a calorie is still a calorie. As long as you're not spending the dollar on something stupid and you're not using your calories on something that's not going to keep you full for long or you're not going to use it for good use in terms of the energy that it gives you. So those are the carbohydrate sources that we're using. Closer to the competition, um, and I mean on the day itself, we broke it down to be a little bit more simple. So we were having a little bit more fun with like rice cakes. We're having some LCM bars, some Nutella. We had a cookie afterwards. That looked great. Started to get a lot more blood pump, a lot of um, vascularity as well. But what we're looking to do is actually talk about how we got that lean as opposed to the small little gimmicks that we do to make ourselves appear good. Protein sources, like I said, we're looking at a lot of lean meats. So lean meats, we're looking at chicken, beef, fish. And then we did also have post-workout protein shakes. Now, the reason why I say that post-workout protein shakes, I tried to say that 10 times. Post-workout protein shakes can be quite useful because it does two things. The first thing is it gives you the habit of actually training. You kind of reward yourself. If you actually like your protein shake for some people out there, I personally don't reward myself with a protein shake. I just drink my protein shake. But if you have a really, really nice quality protein shake, you may train and you go, hey, look, I'm going to reward myself with this really delicious, whatever flavor it might be. I think these days now they come with like birthday cake, peanut butter cup and everything else in between. You can reward yourself with that shake. 
Now, once again, Q is going to be make sure you train. Action is to train. Reward is your protein shake. So the Q action reward is something I always like to really touch base with. Hi, Raul from Hawaii. After that, then we started talking about his other protein sources. We did touch base a little bit on making sure we had some protein bars. That's for convenience sake, making sure that we didn't not prepare ourselves. And what I always wanted to make sure I told him was like, hey, look, if you missed something or you ate something that was less than ideal, rather than just going, oh, no, no, you ruined it all. There's no, there's no point doing that. We actually sat down and there were some times where we go, hey, look, um, that probably wasn't ideal because, yeah, no, I had a cheeseburger from a shop. Also, Raul, I do miss Hawaii. Don't you worry. We think about it every day. And also that night at Chingu. We made sure that we planned ahead. What I mean by that is making sure that we know what we need to eat to get there. If say he was working late, and sometimes he was working quite late to like say 9 p.m. And he goes, yeah, I had to just eat anything because I was hungry. I was working a 10 hour shift doing physical labor. I said, what can we do to plan for this? And he goes, all right, to avoid it from happening next time, being once again, Q action reward. Q was hungry. Action was get food, get convenience, reward, get a cheeseburger. We need to understand, we go, all right, we need to understand what the cues are to prepare for it. And the cue was, I was hungry. Nothing's in order. Had to go get some convenience food. And so we said, hey, look, why don't we plan some protein bars, protein shakes, and tuna cans to be always be in your bag no matter what. I know it sounds a bit weird, but preparation is what's going to help you as well. You'd rather be prepared rather than be trying to react, okay? So that was one of the things that we did. And protein keeps you fuller for longer. Protein is also the hardest thing to find if you are out and about, especially when you're going for shops, because guess what? That's the most expensive thing that you're buying. And not all places will supply you with the protein that you need. Unless you can buy a sirloin steak for 10 bucks, there's no point. Good thing to understand. Now, meal timing, we didn't play around with meal timing, but the only thing that we needed to understand was that Meal timing was helping the person train, okay? Train and recover the two things. So if you are training and you haven't eaten before, what's the likelihood that your training program is going to be great? Sorry about that, that's my phone. What's the likelihood that your training is going to be good if you haven't eaten beforehand? It's kind of like filling your car with no petrol, no good for you. Yes, Raul, we're talking about macros and how we got my friend absolutely shredded. If you haven't seen anything, give me a DM and I'll show you some stuff, okay? And if you're going to go to sleep, I'll send you a DM of this as well. That was one thing that we wanted to talk about. Meal timing, it's not as important, but if you're starving, guess what? Meal timing is a little bit off. Um, From here, we talked about alcohol as well. I think alcohol was completely no-go. It's just not worth it. For the last three months, we basically had no alcohol. We make sure we celebrated that before or afterwards the comp as well. Now you don't understand what we've done, basically. A lot of this stuff was talking about protein, carbs, and fats, and also alcohol meal timing. But what can we do to make sure we understand and help a person who's not going through a competition? Vicky, what's a good protein shake? I will DM you one, okay? I'm just going to reply that to you. Honestly, I will go through some stuff that I like with supplements, but we won't use all of them. From here, what we want to do is understand what we need to do for people who aren't obviously looking to get 10% body fat. What we need to understand is carbohydrates. This is a thing that's going to keep you less full compared to every other macro. It's a thing that will give you the energy to train, will give you the big sugar rush, so to speak. But what we need to understand is that we need to make sure we're investing in the good based carbohydrates. So that's your complex carbohydrates, that's your brown rices, your brown, your low GI potatoes, you know, your brown pastas if you really must as well. So understand the quality of your carbohydrates, quality of your calories is going to help you the most. 
Protein, like I said, every single person will have a designated goal. I believe that one gram per pound works, but I'm not going to lie as well. That can also not work in your favor if so, you can't digest that much. So we try and work a little bit higher each time. So we so my procedure is to start a little bit lower, work yourself back up if you're not used to it. And uh, that's where the protein shape Vicky can also help you. But we also want to make sure we're still eating lean amounts. Now, fats, this is the one that I also see quite high. So fats and carbohydrates tend to be quite high because when you do tend to go out, it's, you know, what's the most tempting things at times? It's like your pies, it's your hot chips, it's a sandwich with salad with no protein in it. Whatever it might be, it tends to be a carbohydrate fat-based source. So we like to try and see what we can do to reduce it. So what can you do now if you're looking at trying to lose weight for someone who's just, you know, just starting? The first thing I'd say is make sure you understand that you want to decrease your fats and your carbohydrates to a certain extent. And I'm not saying go low carb. I'm not saying anything like that. Just reduce it by, say, a serving, okay? And a serving for most people is generally the fist rule. I like to use the fist rule as a serving size. So if you're eating two fistfuls, of of meat or and it's deep fried whatever it might be half it and then try and choose another source that's more desirable such as a lean source that's a good way to measure things that's also a really good measurement for lean meat and protein trying to see if you can use that to get you your goals one fistful of chicken or fistful size should i say of chicken is generally about 30 grams and that can help you start to measure what you need to do on the topic of that, I was just listening to another podcast. Imagine if you just had, if everyone woke up and just pulled out, out of the fridge their daily intake of protein for the day and said, that needs to be gone by the end of the day. I think you'd be waking up with a very much more directed day. So for example, if Ching had to hit 155 grams of protein per day, imagine if he had it prepped the day before, pulled it out of the kitchen before he went to work. You go, all right, I'm taking this lunchbox to work. This lunchbox needs to be gone by the end of the day. You'd be in such a better position to make sure you can hit your goals because it's more obvious. And it's also one of the habit goals that we like to hit with people as well. The next thing is carbohydrates. Make sure it's not sugar-based as well. So if you're having high sugar-based things, reduce it. See if you can get no carb, no sugar-based products as well and see what you can do. If it's a lot of liquids, start drinking water. Now from here, if you're not already training, I highly recommend that you do train because obviously training is going to be the one thing that's going to help you. And if you do get stuck, let me know and I will be able to help you out from there. And basically, I'm going to leave it there. It was a little bit abrupt, but we've kind of went through around in circles about making sure you understand those three things. Now, did you hear me really talk about what food sources? It's about understanding. So if you do need help with knowing what your food sources are for carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, let me know. But if you understand those three things, if you start measuring two of those three things, more than likely you're going to start actually understanding what a calorie is. And what I mean by that is, and just in case you didn't know, I've been doing this for a while. So to me, I know this all, but I don't know what you guys don't know. So I'd rather say too much. For every gram of carbohydrate, that's four calories. Okay. So if Ching has got 250 grams of um, carbohydrates to eat per day. That's a thousand calories of just carbohydrates. The next one is also protein. Now protein is one gram of protein is four calories as well. So imagine if you had a hundred and I'm going to try and choose a round number that I can do math of a hundred grams of protein and it's four calories. That's 400 calories. Okay. The last one is fats. Now I feel like I'm going to get this wrong because I'm under pressure now. But fats is 9 calories per gram. 
Hopefully, I'm going to double check that because I usually get it mixed up with alcohol, which is seven. But fats is nine grams per pound. We're going with nine for today. So for 60 grams of fats, that's nine times 60. That's 540 grams or 540 calories of fats. So if you start to add that up, you could have for every one gram of carbohydrate and one gram of protein, that's one gram of fat instead. Okay, now start thinking about that. Imagine if you had 10 grams of fat versus, so 10 grams is 90 calories. Imagine that and you had 20 grams of carbohydrates. Which one's going to keep you fuller for longer? More than likely, it's going to be the carbohydrate if it's a good source or even better yet, it's going to be the protein, okay? And this is where we want to start being smarter where we spend our calories. So understand that for me and you'll be able to do really well. Now you're probably asking, how the hell am I going to count all this? A really good tool, and honestly, I've been using it for years, and there's more now these days. A really good tool is MyFitnessPal. And if you don't know how to use MyFitnessPal, send me a message and I'll show you how. I'll send you a video. I've got a really good tutorial on how to use it. But basically, MyFitnessPal is a really good calculator to start counting what you're actually eating. Now, don't get me wrong. If you put salad sandwich, it's probably not as ideal. Or if you put, for example, if you were eating out and you just said mixed platter, you're not going to get what you need. But if you can actually identify what you're eating, so if, for example, if it's got chicken, if it's got some beef in it, it's got some rice in it, and you individually put into your MyFitnessPal chicken, beef, and rice, and you put down how much of the serving size is, that's going to be really beneficial for you because now you know how many calories it is. We'll actually break down your carbohydrates, it'll break down your proteins, it'll also break down your fats. And then at the end of the day, you get to see a complete breakdown of the whole thing. But the worst thing I don't like about MyFitnessPal, and you know I'm not sponsored by them, so I don't really care, my fitness power is not so ideal for telling you how many calories you need to eat. And this is where someone like a coach or a mentor can help you. Because if you're following my fitness power to say try and lose one kilo per week, what I'm trying to say is it's not going to be able to help you by managing your fatigue, by checking out how you feel, by seeing how you perform in the gym. Only a person can really do that. Unfortunately, really expensive algorithm could probably do it, but the one that MyFitnessPal, I don't believe is able to help you with that. And honestly, I'm still that type of person who wouldn't trust an algorithm with my health and fitness as much as with my food. Really good ideas to make sure you get a really good mentor to help you with that. And like I said, if you need help, let me know. Thank you, Sandra. Yes, you can let Vicky know which one I sent you as well. I would have really appreciate that, but I'll send it just in case. Hopefully that was enough information. Hopefully it wasn't too much information or maybe something you didn't know. So if you didn't know anything, let me know. Message me by DMs, by Instagram or Facebook, and I'll be gladly to to have a conversation with you to help you and guide you through. And I can send you some resources as well. If you did know something, maybe I missed it. Let me know if I missed anything because maybe you want to know more about it and I'll be happy to send you a message and go, hey, look, let's maybe let's discuss it. Okay. Thank you, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this one and uh, take care. If you have any questions, anybody, of course, feel free to follow me on Instagram. It's Sean.Momentum. Feel free to send me a DM on there. Happy to have a conversation and see how we can help you out as well. Thank you, everybody, and have a great night.